Yes, yes, y'all. It's your man, J5TH, Lady LP. Shout out to DJ Infant J. Today, we have a beautiful, beautiful show today, man. I'm going to lay the title on y'all and let y'all ponder on it for a second. Lay it down. Embracing the struggle in the momager hustle. All right? Mm, oh, Embracing yeah. the struggle. Oh, yeah. And the momager hustle. Momager. I heard it. Yes. <laughs> yes. We ha have a very wise, wise, anointed woman before you guys. So, we're going to bring her on right after these uh, excuse me, not messages, but right after the theme. It's the Patio Politics, J5TH Lady LP, and we'll be right back with our guests. Uh-huh. We hope you stay a while. Cause it's right up for life. Trying to be part of your life. We got whatever you like. Come on and just give us a try. Yeah. Cause it's right up for life. Trying to be part of your life. We got whatever you like. Give us a try, yeah I said it's right up for life yeah. Come in with the shows that you like yeah. We're trying to be the best on the mic yeah. DJ playing cuss that you like, yeah. yeah It could be the start of your day yeah. Or maybe just the end of your night uh, uh. But if you're rocking with us Patio politics is gonna do you right oh. Cause it's right up for life Yes, yes, we certainly hope you do, because if you don't, we're going to come kidnap you. Ain't that right? That's right. Ain't that right? Yes, <laughs> yes. Welcome back, man. Uh, it's the We seen our guests over there rocking, man, to the, to the thing. That's what I'm talking about. I got a little bop to it. That's what I'm talking about, man. It's your man, J-Fifth, Lady OP. What up? Yeah, talk to me quick. Don't talk to me slick. I am so, so ready. Man, not come as ready on. as I am, man. So we're going to do it like this, man. Without further ado, i like to bring to you the very beautiful, special, anointed J. Marie Hill, y'all. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. What up, what up, what up, beautiful? <laughs> How you doing, sweetheart? I'm feeling it today. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. Go. Super excited to be here. Man, super proud and, and excited to, to have word you. out there. I know that's right, man. Embracing <laughs> the struggles. Look, look, before we even get started, man, where where are you coming from? Where are you driving from? Man? I just I'm need to driving know, all the man. way from Las Vegas. Come on, come on, man. Las Vegas, goddammit. Come on, man. That's love. Yes. That's love, oh, man. We're going to give a round of applause for that, too. Because we love y'all. We love y'all. And we yeah. love you more. We love y'all. <laughs> that's 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 when you know, that's when you got, that's when you know you family, you got love. Mm -hmm. We come all the way down here from Vegas, man. Yeah. And we have a history. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Yes, we, we do. Together. Let, let's together. Let's talk about the history, how we, how we came about this <laughs> family kinship, this love. Yes, we came through this love with a seven-year-old little girl yes. named Skylar Dominique. Skylar, <laughs> shout out to my baby Skylar, man. One of the most talented young actresses, man. Yes. If not the most talented that I've came across. And hmm. she's 13 now. Man, what? She ain't a baby no more. Uh, wow. 13. Wow. That's, damn. Scary. That hit me. So I see, me. I see where Momager came from. Mm -hmm. Yes, in the, in the title, Momager. Yes. Okay, been doing this yes. since she was three. Say what? Yes, been doing this since she was three. So is this her dream now, her passion? This is her dream. Since mm -hmm. she could talk, her words were, "I go be TV, mommy. I go be TV." <laughs> wow. I didn't know what she was talking about at the time, but look at us now. Right, yeah, we so, here. 
manifestation. That's what it's going to be. God is amazing. That's right. Seven years old. Now she's 13. Wow. Mm-hmm. It flies. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. When you're having fun, though. Exactly. When you're having fun. Exactly. Time flies. And how my man doing, man? He's awesome. Yes, he is. When Shout I out to the hubby. That's my brother. Listen, when I told him I was coming, he was mm. like, yeah, boo, yes, yes. <laughs> man, I wish my brother yes, would have came, man. Shout out to my brother, man. He wanted me to make sure I let you know he love you. Man, tell him I love him more and I wish he could be here. I miss him, man. But he doing all right? Yeah, he's working today. That's why he's not oh, here. So see, he's working. See, mm-hmm. tell him we almost there and he won't have to work no more. That's yep, real that's talk. That's right. Right. It. Okay. When that's, it all works that's, out, that's you ain't got to work no more. We claiming that's the plan. it. We claiming that thing. So let's let's um let's take us to the beginning, just your origin. Where you like was born and raised, and where you from? Um, and... Born and raised in Texas by okay. way of mm. New Orleans. What Southern yeah. girl, Southern hospitality, girl. Southern girl to the heart. Okay, but grew up in Las Vegas. Hey. Um, we arrived there right on my twelfth birthday, hmm. and I'm gonna be fifty five. Hey, young. okay, because y'all know it don't crack. It don't. Y'all know it don't crack. You don't look it. Yes, not at all. Five years no. young in no, three no, no, weeks. No. Right. Super, super excited. So, okay, so what's yeah. fifty five and fleet. Aquarius? Mm. Aquarius. Hey, that's what I'm talking yes. about. Shout out to the Aquarius, man. I got a ring. <laughs> My baby boy Aquarius. Y'all cool as a fan. That's what I'm talking about. I, I don't want to start doing that sign thing. We could be here all day. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, yes. So when did you move um to Vegas? We moved to Vegas on my twelfth birthday. Wow. Mm-hmm. Man, what a journey. Was it a uh, good thing for a birthday or not the best um, thing for a it birthday? It was a good thing. Um, I'm going to tell you guys the aha when we moved to Vegas. Mm-hmm. It was my very first time ever seeing a bathroom in the inside of the house. What? So I'm from the South. I'm a Southern girl. And all the bathrooms were that I'm familiar with were outside called the outhouse. Wow. Mm-hmm. So to come to Vegas at 12 years old, you and can imagine. The indoor bathroom. I was blown away to see a bathroom in my aunt and my uncle's house because that was my first time <laughs> wow. seeing it. That is So, something. yeah, that's one thing that amazed me that the running water and everything was inside the house, the bathroom, the tub, everything was right there. Where I come from. The tub was a big basin with hot wow. water poured in it. A wash <laughs> machine was water in a, a board. I don't know what kind of thing this was, but there was a board inside and you scrub mm-hmm. oh, wow. board. So that's what I come from. A little two bedroom house with 13 people in there. So Miss Hill, I'm not going to lie. I almost like that washboard idea better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's old school, though. Yeah, I like that. Old school. And then hanging the clothes off. out on the line. On the line for oh, the wind to get. The natural energy, the sunlight, it's free. Yeah. yeah. We should appreciate and that. And then seeing, and then the second thing was seeing the sunlight. I don't know if you guys have ever been to the south, but there's kind of like a dark cloud to me mm-hmm. coming coming from here and living here. And then when I go back to visit grandma and all of them, I just see a dark cloud over the whole state for wow. some reason. So seeing the sunshine here was mm-hmm. amazing. For right. Me. And it let me know that there was hope, that there's a better life. Wow. There's something about the sun that just breathes life. Yeah. Yeah. Me, anyway. Literally. I don't know about anybody else. Literally. But to me, yes. It breathed life. And then it was an opportunity for me to um, 
experience some amazing things. Wow. You know, and to come out of a dark place. Because being in the South, I suffered some things as a child. That's why the book is called Embrace. Yes, yes. The struggle. So so there are some things that I that I, su that I suffered as a child that um, yes, yes, yes. coming to Vegas has just opened up the door for me to see that mm -hmm. there is hope. Because the sun shines so bright here. Yes. That there have to be a better life for me here. Real talk. So, yeah. And and not to just, like, dive into it. Because mm -hmm. I know you was going to do it. We're going to talk about the dark cloud. I want to talk about the things that that you suffered uh, before you got to the sunshine. Well, talking about suffering abuse. Mm -hmm. Physical abuse. Um, mental abuse. Mm -hmm. um, being molested. Wow. Um by a trusted family member. Mm -hmm. So, so many different things. And seeing my mother be abused by my father, I don't remember that, but my sister, my older siblings tell me about it. But I do recall seeing my mother being abused by my stepfather. Wow. And then having in my mind that, okay, that's love. Mm. If that's what you saw. If you that's don't, you saw. if you don't beat me to get me to do the right thing, then that's you don't love. right. Wow. You know, that's wow. that's you helping me to be a better me. That's what I thought then. Hmm. But now, wow. at mm -hmm. 54 years right. young, mm -hmm. I know that that's not so. Real talk. So, yeah. 54 years mm -hmm. young. You hurt me. And you experienced, you experienced <laughs> that with your high school sweetheart. My brother, man. Yes. yes, yes. My best friend. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. Now, I, I, want, I want to ask you an honest question now. Mm -hmm. Is it... Um, because a family member of mine was molested by a family member. Mm -hmm. Very close to me. I want to ask you, is that a thing in the South, it seems like? Because that's um, where it happened to her at. It is a thing. And the thing about it is, in the African, I feel, because I've spoken with so many young people that have experienced this, I feel that in the African-American family, because we grew up in the culture where we were ostracized so often mm -hmm. and misunderstood so often, we raised our kids with this mindset that whatever goes on in this house better stay better in Better stay here. in this, man. Come on now. Heck yeah. Come on. That's, yeah. Come and it on. better not go or else I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. When you get home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it was that thing that nobody would discuss it. You see it with the naked eye, but you don't discuss it. You feel it. But you don't discuss it because it's taboo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you don't want to get beat. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't something that was easily discussed. So I dealt with it. Yeah. From yeah. eight to 12 years young. Wow. From eight years old to 12 years old. And um, one day I got the courage to even say something. Wow. Mm. But it wasn't at received 12? at 12. Oh, that's, man. that's earliest. And the thing about that was I wouldn't have never said anything if I hadn't have had an experience. Mm -hmm. What was the experience, Jay? I met this man named Jesus at a little sanctified church Come on, now. on the corner. Okay. I grew up in the church, mm -hmm. but to say that I had a relationship with God was totally different. Mm -hmm. I knew of God. Yeah. So yeah. there's right. a difference between knowing, knowing God and, having a relationship. and being around the saints and being around the church but you never getting the church on the inside but when i was 12 years old i had a true experience come mm -hmm. on now. they shoot come on that i developed a relationship with him for myself 
and that low self-esteem that I had because of everything that I was suffering, everything that I was going through, that low self-esteem I had gave me the courage to say something. Mm -hmm. And it was God that let me know that I love you. You're beautiful. You're smart. Mm -hmm. You're going to be somebody. It was God that let me know that. I didn't hear that around me. Yeah. Right. I was a shy little redhead girl. <laughs> shy. Very closed in. Very closed in. Didn't talk very much. And were you closed in? Not to interrupt you because of the abuse? I was closed in because of the abuse. Got you. Got you. So may I ask, um, mm -hmm. if it's not too much, at the the very first um, instance of this abuse, how does, how does that situation take part? Like, how does it even come about it came about I... from my mother doing the best she can in the in the situation that she was in mm -hmm. and trying to work a job and deal with an, an abusive relationship and the kids often being left alone it was six of us at the time the kids often being left alone hmm. or being left over at a family at member's a family house. Member's house yes. And you feel as an adult that that family member can be trusted be because mm -hmm. this is your family. Mm -hmm. She's only eight years old. So to be left in an environment that you as the parent feel that this is a trusted environment because my daughter may not have known these people all of her life, but I've known yeah. as the parent, I've known right. them you feel like you can all, of, on all of my life. Wow. But the very ones that you think wouldn't is the one that would. Wow. Because I'm sure that my mother didn't think that anything like that would happen because when I divulged it to her, she didn't believe me. Mm. So it wasn't just one family member, then it was another family member. Wow. So my first experience was with a female family member. Mm -hmm. And sad to say, as a child, you think that that's normal? I know it sounds crazy. No, that, no it doesn't. But as a child, you think that that's normal. And I remember in third, I'm going to say third or fourth grade, I was in the bathroom and I looked at another little girl and I felt some kind of way. Mm. I felt an attraction to this little girl to the point that I was gesturing to touch her in a way that I was touched. Ah, uh, inappropriately. Yeah. Wow. That's why it's so important that we be careful. Yes. And not take for granted that that's my family member and they wouldn't do they this wouldn't do or they wouldn't do that. It's so sad to have to be like that, but it's so necessary. It so is. this was at eight. Wow. And then I'm going to say about two, maybe two years after that, still going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. I, had the, I had enough guts to say to the person, if you don't stop touching me, I'm going to tell my mama. Oh, I'm going to tell grandma. So and you then at this point, you kind of knew like, uh, not so right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But what started happening was another family member. This is a male now. 
first it was a female now this is a male now started molesting me mm. but i didn't say anything i didn't say anything because most would uh, most would think well why wouldn't you say anything yeah yeah why wouldn't you go tell your mama that's people who never been through. Who never it. been through. Because who can't relate. The reason I didn't say anything, and that's in the this is in the book. The reason I didn't say anything because my thought was, my mother is already going through enough. Yeah, you're gonna. Yeah. She's in an abusive relationship. If I bring this to her, you're gonna be adding weight to her. I'm gonna be adding more. Yeah. That's terrible. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what I thought. So I didn't say nothing. Yeah. Mm-mm. And it even went as far as this trusted person, this family member, allowed his two friends to molest me as he watched. Wow. And his response to them was, oh, man, go ahead. She don't care. She ain't going to say nothing. Man, she ain't going to say nothing. Man, go ahead. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. Mm. What do you think they did? Mm-hmm. Down south, there's um, little cave-like places, mm, yeah. Or um, not I've cave been, per so se, I'm, I'm not listening. cave per se, but especially in Louisiana, but built-in playhouses. Mm-hmm. That's like in the cut, in the cuts, in the cane field, little playhouses that's built out of cane, sugar cane debris, sugar sugar cane sticks. Mm-hmm. They would take me in there. At 9, 10, 11 years old, take me in there and molest me while this person watched. Wow. And I, for years, I felt dirty. I felt ugly. I felt like I would never be anything. Like I would never amount to anything in life because of what was happening to me. Mm. But then... My mother had this wild idea. We're going to move to Vegas. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a better life. I'm getting out of this abusive relationship. I'm getting away from it. We did. We came here. The molesting continued. Wow. After we got here. Same family members? Same So the family, family member came with y'all. Mm-hmm. So wow. The person was obviously a close Same family, family member. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And I just kept dealing with it, dealing with it, dealing with it, knowing in my heart that it's not right. This is not right. Mm-hmm. And then I start understanding about getting pregnant and yeah. ministration and things like that. Yeah, so at this at moment, age. so at this at this age, I started getting nervous. Like, girl, you better say something. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, an accident going to happen. Yeah, yeah. But I was still That's afraid. Not even your fault. But I was still afraid still because afraid. I'm thinking, she already been going through enough. Yeah. And she got all of us. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. What am I? How? Why would I do this? So time went on. I was introduced to this little sanctified church. Now, mind you, I feel worthless. I feel like nobody would ever love me. I'm not attractive. I'm just a dumb person. And, Whole you know, self-esteem I'm just, I'm just a nobody. Yeah. You know, you can walk all over me. Ain't nothing going to happen. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody going to say nothing because 
Nobody care about me. Right. As you a little redhead, nappy head girl. Mm. Nobody say nothing nice to me about, oh, you're going to be somebody. Oh, you're going to be awesome. <clears throat> you're going to be great. You're going to be this. <laughs> you're going to be that. Never heard those words before. Mm. I went to this church. Just, just I went to this church and it was my first time really experiencing love in a way that I can't even explain. And it was in that moment that I knew that there was a God and he was real. Mm-hmm. Even though I grew up in church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have an experience with mm-hmm. him. And my first experience with him was at the age of 12. I left that revival that night. Now, I went there not knowing, not expecting anything. I was just going because one of the kids in the neighborhood invited me to go. Mm-hmm. So I just went, you know. By that third night, there's something about the father, the son, and the... You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> so that third night, I went expecting nothing. I was excited about, oh, look at them. They jumping in. Oh, them ki- the kids are praising God. Okay. You know, I was elated over that. Mm-hmm. That's what kept me going. Mm-hmm. Caused me to go the second and the third time. But that third time I went, something got a hold of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> something got a hold of me. I experienced a love and a presence that I had never experienced before. Mm-hmm. I remember leaving that fellowship that night feeling like I could fly. <laughs> that I could do anything but fail. Yeah. That right. I could accomplish anything that I set my mind to. That I was beautiful for the first time in my life. I remember feeling that I was beautiful. <laughs> that I was loved. That I was appreciated. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that, I had the courage. It was God that gave me the courage to say, Mama, I'm being molested. Ah, you a lie! You a lie! You a lie! And I told her who the person was. You just want attention. Because nobody give you no attention. Mm. No, somebody's giving me too much attention. And this, and this... I would hate to assume it's somebody extremely close to moms. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Wow. I have to assume that after the move. I was not. Yeah. I was not believed. They didn't. Nobody believed me. Um, even my siblings felt like I was wanting attention. Mm. That I was trying to be seen. That I was I was jealous in some way of my other sibling getting attention. Wow. But I promise you on everything, it wasn't attention. Mm-hmm. I was really being molested. Yeah, it was a cry for help. Right, right. I was taken to the doctor immediately, and the doctor confirmed that I was not a virgin. At 12, the doctor confirmed that I was not a virgin. Um, the siblings kind of ostracized me. Wow. And... um said that I just want attention and I'm a bad person because I'm trying to mess up the family and you know different things like that Hmm. and I carried that but in the back of my mind it was but I love you (laughs) but I love you but you are beautiful yeah I was still shy though (laughs) I was still shy but I remember my 
in sixth grade, sixth and seventh grade, going into the eighth grade, it was like God had young kids from all over. Like everywhere I went, it was like I was a magnet to molestation. <laughs> like they just saw that, oh, she was a mess molested. Let me go talk to her. Let me go talk to her. It's like I became a magnet for people to talk to me hmm. about them going through the very things that I went through. At, in middle school? In middle school. I'm talking 17, 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 21-year-olds coming to me, talking to me about what was going on with them and how they don't have the courage. Wow. Hmm. It was wow. then that I developed the love for children. Hmm. That's why my nonprofit is called Zion's Safe Haven mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. Children. Come on mm -hmm. now. I want to give to them what I didn't have. Exactly. Wow. I want to expose them to a love that's unconditional. Mm -hmm. Not conditional, but unconditional. Unconditional, that's right. Well, we're going to hold it right there. Yes, we will. We're going to take a quick break. We got more, man. More and more with Jay Marie Hill, Lady LP, Jay Yes, Fifth. you know what it is. You know. Man, we'll be back in the tick <laughs> on Patio Politics. Yes, we'll be yes, back yes. in the tick. Yes. <laughs> we'll be back. Yes, yes, y'all. We back. We back. Lady LP, J5TH. Deal. Man, the patio mm -hmm. politics. How you feeling, Jay? Feeling good. Man, come on now. Feeling like I'm helping somebody. No, you mm -hmm. are. You are. <laughs> and that's the important thing feeling about like breakthrough. Feeling like I'm helping somebody. That's the feeling right there. That's the important thing mm -hmm. about breakthrough. I want to ask you a, um, a real question, uh, especially seeing that you've been through something as traumatizing it, is that how do you think us as black people, religious, overly religious black people can... Pay attention to when we let the devil in our house. And I know it's a deep question. It's a deep question, but I think the the best way to know is to be sensitive. Yeah. To your kids. Mm -hmm. Sensitive to what they feel, what they think, mm -hmm. what's going on with them. Being really being sensitive and not being so busy. Yeah. We're so busy with life and what it is that we have to do. We got to pay the bills. We got to do this. We got to do that. Mm -hmm. But take the time to really be sensitive to the people that are in your household. Mm -hmm. Sensitive to what they're feeling. Have your eyes open. Yes. Don't have your eyes open but closed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. see but you don't see. Don't see. Man. Because you're so mentally, you're so busy that you can't see what's literally right in front of you. Yeah. And know your family. Know your children. I have 11 kids, okay? Um, yeah, I've seen that. And I can tell you a little bit about each one of them. Huh. And it's only because of what I went through. Yeah. My my adopted sons, the five special needs boys, it took me getting my degree in psychology. And we'll talk about that later on. But, okay. but getting my degree that helped me to not understand them. Wow. But who y'all think I understood? Yeah. Yourself? Me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my degree in psychology helped me mm -hmm. to understand me. And the decisions I make and why I make them. Mm. Come on now. 
So I stopped shoving the blame on them that you just a bad actor. Yeah. And I put the focus on myself. Myself, yeah. Jay, you were a traumatized child. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you make decisions that you make because you. Based on that. We're traumatized. Traumatized, yes. Now, you as an individual, Jay, have to learn a new set of parenting skills. Hmm. See, we think that we can go into having children or bringing a, a relative or someone else into the home to be a blessing to that family that's struggling. So we're helping them with their kids. Mm-hmm. We think that the same skill set that we learned from mom and dad. Yeah, applies it. Yeah. And the skills that we think we know. We think that we can use those same skills to have an impact on those that are right now. Yeah. That need the help right now. Mm-hmm. But you have to have resolve in your mind that I can't do like mom and daddy did. I have to learn a whole new set of parenting skills because this is a whole new generation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And when CPS say you can't whoop them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's or you gonna get locked up mm-hmm. you need to learn a whole new set of parenting skills exactly <laughs> and uh, just a, a segue <laughs> off of that I, I seen in the book it said when CPS intervenes uh-huh. so I know I know that's a big part yeah. in there yeah when, when right. CPS come in the picture you better understand that um, you can't darn near raise your voice too loud <laughs> Because that child can, uh-huh. um, I'm being Still abused. Be yep, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and they coming. I'm being emotionally, yeah, yeah, abused. For yeah. Real. Do you think CPS want to hear what you got to say? Mm-mm. No, that's another kid on the books. We'll take it. Thank P- wow. CPS is gonna focus on what that child just said. Forget what you're saying, okay? And for me, seeing my mother have issues or altercation with one of my sisters and CPS came to the house and seeing how that situation ended up, I already knew. Mm-hmm. Um, that ain't no game. You need to learn a whole new set of parenting skills, Jay. Mm. <laughs> you can't take that old stuff Mm-mm. into this it's generation. Because yeah. mm-hmm. you're going to find yourself locked up. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now let me ask you, um, when you and your husband met in high school, was it kind of hard for you to open up to him intimately or just... It was even, hard. Yeah, yeah. It was hard because at 15, you got to think, majority of my life was, what it was traumatized. Yes, exactly. It was, you ugly. You ain't going to never be nothing. You're useless. Wow. You're just a garbage can. Really, all those things, huh? You're just a garbage can. I just, you just, you just something to dump in, and that's it. I mean, when you're being molested, and you you have that family member tell a friend, "Oh, she don't Go care. Ahead. She don't care." Basically, you're saying that I'm a garbage can. Yeah. You could dump in me. Yeah. That's basically what you're saying. Mm-hmm. So, to meet a young man that's a complete gentleman, the complete opposite. <laughs> Of what I was ever exposed to. Almost scared you, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I was I was afraid as if this is not real. Yeah. He just wanna have sex with me. Mm-hmm. 
But by this time, I'm saved, and I love the Lord. Yeah, and that's yeah. all I'm worrying about. I ain't thinking about <laughs> nothing else. You know, Jesus loves me, and that that's all that matters to me. Mm -hmm. I'm beautiful because the Lord said I am. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My confidence went through the roof mm -hmm. because I didn't just get the feeling of God. God ooh, went yeah, on the yeah. inside. Yeah. Yeah. He got inside, and he let me know that I'm somebody. Yeah. So my whole attitude about myself changed. Change. It was yeah. no longer me walking around with my head down. Now I walk around with confidence that I am somebody. Real talk. And you're going to respect me mm -hmm. for being who I am. Yes. So, but still, it was that, do I deserve this? Mm. I don't deserve this. Is this real? Right. It can't be real. This, uh -huh. this boy is, this boy is a gentleman. But guess what? It was. It was a gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. And 20 years later. <laughs> it still is. It still is. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It still Shout is. Shout out to my brother, man. 20 years later, he's still a gentleman. Yes. Still open the doors. Still closing the doors. <laughs> she sound happy and southern, yeah. huh? Still, still sitting in the car, driving yep. down the street, driving to L.A., holding hands. Father. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. He is my best friend. That's how it's for real, to be. best yeah. friend. Mm -hmm. He had the courage to go to my mom and say, "Can I date your daughter?" Now he ain't never lived in the South. He's from Vegas, <laughs> yeah. a native. Yeah. <laughs> Can I date? So that's home base for him. Yeah, yeah. Can I date your daughter, Miss Lee? My mama said, "Okay." Can I come over? Yeah, but you're gonna have to sit on the sofa. When you come over, <laughs> oh, that's okay, ma'am. I sit on the sofa. But y'all, the enemy was mad. Oh yeah. Cause I was happy. Mm-hmm. Cause I had a young man who liked me, for mm -hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Not for what I had. So when he was coming over, sitting on the couch and stuff at your mom's house, the molester was there. <laughs> Let's get ready to get to that. You jumping the gun, sweetie. I'm always jumping. You jumping yeah, the gun. <laughs> that's what I was getting to. Come on, sorry. That's why I said, y'all, guess what? <laughs> the young man coming to see me. I'm happy. I'm smiling. The enemy walked in the door and was mad. Mm -hmm. wow. Living. So angry that he went to the table and got the pie off the table and smashed it in my face right in front of the young man. Wow. And all I said was, it's okay. Oh, the young man was mad. My husband was mad. Man, I'm certain he but was. But he didn't understand why. Oh, so that he didn't know. did that. No. Wow, okay. The young man was mad. He was upset. Man. Because somebody was showing me some attention and that really loved me for me mm -hmm. and wasn't expecting nothing from me. Just love me. Wow. Little Jay. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I said to my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, I said to him, I said, it's okay. He was like, man, why did he do that? Why did he? And he was, my husband was helping me wipe the pie mm -hmm. off my face because he literally smashed the whole pie in my face. Like the movies. Uh-huh. And my husband was saying, why did he do that? Boo, why did he do that? I was like, it's okay. It's okay. I let that go. At the time, too embarrassed to tell. Too embarrassed to say anything. Mm. It took me a couple months. 
Because I needed to know that I could trust mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I needed to know that you really love Jay for Jay. Right. That yeah. you really, that you cool really love you. me. You know, we're best friends. You know, we do everything together. We're Bunny and Clyde. When you <laughs> saw him after school, you saw me. So everybody that knew us knew that one day they going to get married. They <laughs> wow. knew that. Everybody knew that. But I didn't know how to tell him. Mm-hmm. So a few months passed. Finally, I said to him, I said, you remember when so-and-so threw that pie in my face, smashed that pie in my face? He was like, yeah, I I I always wondered about that. Yeah. I said, they was mad because of you, because you make me happy. Hmm. And they felt like I didn't deserve to be happy. He was like, what? (laughs) And this is what, 15 years old? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I said... They, he and I have a history, a four-year history of drama, confusion, and demonicness. <laughs> and then I went on to divulge to him what was happening. Mm-hmm. He was just like y'all. Mm-hmm. What? I said, yeah. I said, but God delivered me. Mm. Right. Okay, can I get a... <laughs> message i said god delivered me i said and god let me know that i'm beautiful Mm -hmm. that i deserve love that i'm somebody i said because look at you you like me (laughs) (laughs) and you ain't asked me for no sex yet right he said and i'm not going to come on now you're gonna tell me when you're ready when When you're ready yeah okay come on now come on husband Shout out to my brother, man. This is my baby, my best friend. (laughs) He's my best friend. (laughs) (laughs) So was it any more uh, traumatizing situations going into your adulthood? Um, I believe that there... I'm going to say yes. Mm -hmm. Um, My husband and I, we've been married 20 years. Mm -hmm. But in high school, my husband and I ended up going our separate ways. Mm-hmm. And the only reason, and I, I repeat that, the only reason we went our separate ways is because he ended up getting busted at high school having marijuana. There was a sting mm-hmm. in high school his senior year. He ended up going to a boys' camp. Mm-hmm. God is so wonderful. He ended up going to a boys' camp. It's like he dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. And I didn't see him anymore. And... You guys have, are you guys familiar with PTSD? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. When yes. you've experienced trauma, it's like you're reliving stress. that. Mm-hmm. You're yes. reliving that over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I didn't see him anymore, there was no closure. Mm-hmm. He just literally dropped off the face of it. Wow. So you didn't know nothing. I didn't know anything. Yeah. I thought that, my thought was, he wasn't bold enough to tell me he didn't want to be mm-hmm. with me no more. Wait a minute, there is something wrong with me. I am ugly. Okay, so we back. I am a nobody. Nobody would never love me. (laughs) This is what I was thinking. Because I didn't see him anymore. Months and months had went by. I wrote him letter after letter after letter after letter, and I was taking it to his mother's house. His mother not once told me where he was or what was happening. And she's just accepting letters. She's just accepting my letters, never saying anything. Okay, baby, I'll make sure he get it. Okay, baby, I'll make sure he get it. 
letters after letters after letters. And then finally, because there was never months later, well, actually three, two years, it was 15, two years later, three years later, I'm sorry, three years later, there was no response. Mm. So I just assumed that he didn't want to be with me. Mm. I just, you know. And when he finally got out of the place that he was in, he came to my mother's house. He came to my mother's house, but there was a pregnant Jay standing on the porch. Uh, I kind of figured that. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt it coming. I kind of felt it. There was a pregnant Jay standing on the porch as he was approaching my mother's house. I didn't see him, but he saw he me. He saw you. He saw me. When I made a certain turn, he saw the big belly. Uh, he said to me, years later, of course, uh-huh. I walked away crying because I said I lost her. Uh, don't know, don't tell no more. <laughs> Leave right here. We gotta. We gonna go to a quick break. <laughs> keep it right there. You know, I gotta. I gotta keep that suspense. <laughs> yes, yes, man. J five more with J Marie LP the host. Yes, sir. patio politics. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. What's the deal? What's your girl, LP the host? And we are back here for the patio politics. I got Jay Hill right here. I got Jay Fifth. Yes, Y'all yes. know what it is. <laughs> He's never not here. And we coming back in from this heartbreak that you didn't gave your husband before he was Uh-oh. your husband. <laughs> Said he walked away and he was crying. Yeah. Baby, take take the, me there. The baby, baby walked away crying. I lost her. I'm never going to get her back. God, what am I going to do? So you didn't she see pregnant. him? I didn't see him. <gasps> she couldn't see past that belly. I didn't see him because of the way my back was <laughs> and the way mm-hmm. the, the apartment was positioned. He could easily come from one side and see me, but I can't see him. Mm-hmm. It's like blind, a blind mm-hmm. spot. So he walked away crying and, and all of this. This is what he told me. He said, I saw you when you was pregnant with Greg. <laughs> I said, you did when I saw him years later. Right. Okay. I said, you did? He was like, yeah. He said, and mama told me, go get your wife. She divorced. What? Mm. I said, why my mama told you that? I didn't tell him. Oh, your mama told him. My mama told him that go get your wife. She's divorced now. Wow. Because like I said, everybody that knew us said, if anybody going to get married, Jay and Rod going to get married. Mm-hmm. But I married someone else. Wow. And this was Greg's father? This was not Greg's father. Okay, okay. This was my two younger, well, at the time, younger ones. Mm-hmm. It was their father. Mm-hmm. So I had my oldest son, because they're, this with this book is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I had my oldest son, and then um, from there... You know, went through some things. Mm-hmm. Here we go with that yeah. bad decisions because of what trauma. you experienced. Mm-hmm. The yes, trauma. yes, of course. Bad decisions because you said, was there any impact as coming becoming an adult mm-hmm. from the things that you? Yeah, yeah, there was making bad decisions um, as it relates to relationships. Mm-hmm. So I had my older son, and everything was good. And he said he was gonna get in church. So I was sticking it out, sticking it out, sticking it out. He said he was going to get in church. We're going to have the baby, and then I'm going to get in church. Mm. So you could get back in church. I said, okay. I'm happy having my son. I'm happy, pregnant, happy. Okay. Well, he don't get in church. After two years, I gave him an ultimatum. I said, either you're going to get in church or I'm dumping you. 
Hmm. There, that courage right there. Man, come mm-hmm. on. Once you once once God come in and let you know who you are, you remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yes, I was making some dumb decisions as it relates to relationships, but I still knew who I was what and certain things that I just I just said that I don't have to put up with it yeah. if I Excuse want me. to. Mm-hmm. If I put up with it, it's because I want to. Exactly. Right. So I had this mindset that if you don't get saved and get back get in church with me, then um, we're gonna break up. Hmm. Well, guess what? He didn't get in church, so I said, "Well, yeah, it was done deal. It's time for us to go our separate ways." Kick rocks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The time has come, sir. Okay. Yeah. When I separate ways, and my son, he still, you know, he get his son, do whatever with his son. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Met another young man at the church. It was wonderful at first. Mm-hmm. Always. Okay. Got our kids. Had my my son, well, my daughter. Had my daughter, and then, hmm, all bad. Wow. All bad. After a couple of years, just all bad. Um, it's something about marrying someone that have an allegiance to his family mm. instead of to you. To you. But the Bible yeah. says, forsake mother, father and cleave to who? The yes, wife. The wife. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I don't think he got that memo. Hmm. I don't okay. think he got that one. But, right. Um, so we had to dust him off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So being in a relationship with a, with a, a young man that have more allegiance to his, to his family than he does to his wife and his kids... It was not. It was not good at all. It was not good. Um, as a matter of fact, and then, you know, extramarital relationships are in the picture, and just, and then your, and then your son sees this, mm. and then I find out that you're taking your son with you to see other women. You're exposing him to all of this. Wow. You're exposing him to you cheating on me. <laughs> yeah, like it's a, a cool thing. Like it was okay. Um, so to to deal with that. That was hard. Yeah, I can imagine. That was hard. And here that here goes that PTSD again, feeling like mm-hmm. you less than, feel like feeling like you're you're no good mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then and then still married and trying to work it out and then to find out that to be prophesied to that your husband is having an affair with your best friend wow. that you grew up with that lived in your house because they have a baby by your brother. So wow. you're like my sister because you live with me. And you got a baby by my brother. And you have a baby by my brother, so that means that you're like my sister, right? Oh, my God. So to have an ongoing relationship with my husband and to be prophesied to, okay? About the infidelity. About the infidelity. To be told that, you know, a woman you befriended is having your husband in your bed when you go out of town and when you traveling. Um, Yeah. That's heavy. And then... Mm-hmm. The the people that know you and say they love you tell you, oh, I knew. I just didn't want to tell you because I didn't want you to be hurt. Wow. I, I thought mm-hmm. you knew. That's very ironic. And, and then for another person for to tell me, girl, I thought, I thought you, you knew. knew. Oh, Don't you remember when we were in the bathroom and she was saying, girl, I'm pregnant in my tubes and don't know who I'm pregnant by. She was talking about your husband. Excuse me? How, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> right. If the she Bible says, know. The Bible says to the pure, all things yes, are pure. All so things. my mind was pure because you're my sister, you know? Um, I dealt with that mm. by closing up. And again, feeling like I'm less than a woman. 
The PTSD kicked. <laughs> I'm never gonna be nothing. Nobody's yeah. never gonna love me. The man that I thought loved me left me without even telling me that he was breaking up mm. with me. That we go with right. God. Mm-hmm. Didn't even tell me that he had the courage to break up with me. That you know he wanted to break up or whatever, you know. Um, so going through all of that and then feeling this rage on the inside, mm-hmm. like I mean, like excruciating rage, like somebody that person in front of your car and you mm-hmm. i'm gonna run them over mm-hmm. i remember seeing my ex he was i went up to his job and i i confronted him about what i was just told and he said to me oh well sorry you had to find out like that that way well, is what it is that's what it is sorry you had to find out like that and all i can hear in my mind was run his a over mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm looking at him and tears is just flowing just flowing and i can hear he's this, heartless at this point mm-hmm. and he's heartless at this point wow. insensitive and i can hear this still small voice in the back of my mind saying to me remember i love you hmm. i promise never to leave you or forsake you hmm. we're talking about embracing come on message embracing the struggle i said god how can i make it through this yeah. How can I make it through this? And what age was you when, when this was happening? I was 20, I'm going to say 25, 26. About 25, 25 years old. The big question is how for you? Because I, I know at some point in time you had to, you had to have suicidal thoughts. I did. I was getting into that. that you jumping the gun. Man. You always doing that you on the show. On. Jumping the gun. Come on, come on. Wow. It was so bad, y'all. This is going to sound really, really, really just like far-fetched. It might be normal. But on everything, I tell you, on everything, this is the God's truth. Mm-hmm. I was so devastated and so broken and feeling like I need to end it. But God continued to give me a, a, a reassurance, a small reassurance that you can make it through this. Yeah. I'm allowing you to go through this so you can be a help to someone else. Hmm. But why, Lord? I, I, I can help somebody without being tormented. Man. Yes. Man. Because I felt like I loved him more than I loved myself. Mm-hmm. And the Lord said, oh, my God, plain as day. That was the problem. I will have no other gods before me. Before you me. loved him more than you loved Love me. me. Yeah. I had to snatch him up. You loved him more than you loved me. Hmm. When God tells you something. You better listen. Hmm. You better listen. Message. <laughs> you better as listen. broken as my heart was. And when I tell you, I can literally see my heart in a million pieces. I could physically see my heart on the ground in a million pieces. And all I could think of was my kids would be better off without me. Mm. I'm useless. I'm, I'm useless to them or to anyone for that matter. And I was in my room and I was crying. And my daughter was five years old at the time. And I was crying and my daughter walked up to me and she rubbed my face. She lifted my face up to her little face. And she said to me, mommy, 
I love you more than anything. <laughs> Five years old. Did she know that my heart was broken? I don't know. I believe she did. To this did. day. Does she know that mommy was in a space that she didn't feel like she was going to make it? Mm-hmm. And her words telling me that I was beautiful and that she loved me more than anything in that moment? It pulled me back mm-hmm. to an understanding that it's not about you anymore. It gave you yeah. reason. Yeah. Wow. It isn't about you anymore. My daughter went on by her business. I gave her a kiss and told her I love her too. And I went in the bathroom and I was crying so hard I felt like my insides was going to come out. And guys, I tell you no lie. I looked up in the mirror and my face was deforming. Hmm. I think I was having a stroke. Hmm. My face was twisting like this. Hmm. And I looked at myself. It started me at first. And I said, God, I can't have no stroke. My kids need me. I can't, God. I need you to help me. And immediately, my face straightened up right before my eyes. (laughs) Immediately. My face straightened up right before my eyes. I went back to the room and I was on the floor and I was crying and I was telling the Lord, I need you to help me. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. I need you to help me. Immediately, (laughs) y'all, within minutes, there was a light in my room, Mm -hmm. in my little apartment. Mm -hmm. On 28th Street in Las Vegas, Nevada, (laughs) there was a light that shone so bright in my room. And I could literally feel God's arms on me like this. And he was doing this to me. Hmm. He was literally rocking me and telling me, remember, I love you. I love you. Rocking me. Mm -hmm. The love that I felt when I was 12 years old the first time. I felt that Mm -hmm. and I wasn't afraid because I knew that it was him Mm -hmm. letting me know that I love you and everything that you go through at the end of the day is not about you. Yeah. It's about those that are coming Mm. message. It's about those that are coming after you Yeah, that you need to be able to impact their life. Yeah. Did I know that at the time? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, we never do. I didn't Not know that at the until time. afterwards. Yeah, I was at a. I was going to the store that next day. I was just. I was going through. Now by this time, I'm getting courage. Hmm. I'm getting strength. My heart is healing slowly but surely. My heart is healing. Okay, and the more my heart healed, the closer I got with God. Yeah, the more He began to use me to speak life into people that I came into contact with. Come on mm-hmm. now. I was walking into, I don't know if you guys have them here, but there's a pick and save mm-hmm. in Vegas. Yeah, it's like a big, they call it big lots out here. I remember yes. pick and save. Though. I no. was walking into a pick and save <laughs> off of Washington Avenue in Las Vegas. And all of a sudden, I was looking down and I saw the clouds. I'm like, whoa, wait. <laughs> How is it that I see the clouds on the They're ground? there, right. I'm looking down and I'm like, this is tripping me out. 
I'm saying this to my in my mind, like, am I hallucinating? Am I tripping? Mm. You know, have I been through so much that now I'm I'm right. hallucinating? I'm really tripping. I looked down again, and the Spirit of God spoke to me because as I looked down, I saw the clouds, but I saw an eagle. And the Spirit of God spoke to me and said, I have lifted you above the storm. Mm. Y'all know us. Uh, y'all know an eagle, yeah. right? Yep. <laughs> A eagle, a eagle don't run, don't run away from the storm. A uh, eagle goes into the storm into the and storm. then above. Yep. Hmm. And as the Lord began to speak to me, and I'm still looking down, walking into pick and save, and I see the eagle flying, and the Lord is ministering to me as I'm walking into pick and save. Mm -hmm. And then he began to show me the eagle is now up here, but the storm is right here. Mm. And you can see the storm raging and the Lord is speaking to me saying, I've lifted you above the storm. Mm. Wow. Now you can soar. Yes. Okay. Give me yes. some time. Give me oh, some now. space, some room, Lord, to fly. The the eagle just, he don't, he's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now he's just. He's peacefully. gliding. He didn't call his rhythm. He's gliding. The Lord spoke to me and said, I've lifted you above the storm. Now I need you to speak. Mm. That's where this came from. Mm -hmm. Wow. Embrace mm -hmm. the struggle. Because it was no longer complaining. Mm -hmm. It was God, I thank you for counting me worthy enough to go through. Yeah. Yeah. Come on now. Why you want to thank him? Because you're going through. That's Girl, deep, what is right, wrong with you? Yeah. But God, I thank you for considering me hmm. enough to go through. Because it's an now honor. Now I see. Yeah, it's an honor. Yeah, once now you, you once see. You once you see, you're through it. It becomes yeah. an honor. Because he don't choose everybody. He don't choose he everybody. He don't choose everybody, man. He said, because your life is not about you. Yeah. It's about those that are coming after you that I'm going to use you to impact their lives. Yes. So everything that I did, everything that I do, it's the people I have in mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. How can I be a blessing? How can I say something that will encourage you today? Mm. How? Yeah. So that's what it was about. Your life is not your own. The things that you go through is not about you. OK, you have to go through some things so you can give hope to someone else. Real talk. So when their time of suffering comes, you can say, baby, I know what you're going through. I know what you're going through. And let me share something mm -hmm. with you so you can get through this trial faster. Right. Because, you know, when you when you go through and you More don't complain, easy. you know, you go through, you get through it faster. Yeah. I don't know if anybody know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's facts. No, that's a word. <laughs> you may be going through right now, but if you get the right mindset. Mm -hmm. If you get the right mindset that this is another elevation. Yes. This is an opportunity to elevate to the next level. Mm. Right. Message. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's about elevation. A child don't stay in the first grade or kindergarten forever. Mm. Don't they elevate every year? Yes, they do. They elevate from crawling okay. to walking mm -hmm. to running. Come on. The Lord let me know it's elevation time. Yes. You've been in the same place for, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's time to eat some steaks now. <laughs> it's time to eat steak and right. what steak mean it's time for a little more suffering yes that's what that means yeah. it's time for a little more suffering so you can graduate and get to the next level mm. okay God I'm gonna graduate that's what I'll do 
and I stopped complaining and I started saying, Lord, I thank you for counting me worthy enough to go through. Yeah. Lord, I thank you for using me because this that I'm going through is going to be a help to somebody. It is. Yes. And guess what? It's been a help mm -hmm. to somebody. Mm -hmm. wow. So years later, saw my husband <laughs> at the store, <laughs> at the local store, minding my business. I walk in there on my lunch break, staying in the line, trying to get me something for lunch. And who do I walk into? Mm. Mr. Rod. This time you see him. Ah, see him. Mr. Rod. Mm -hmm. Hold up. See Commercial break. We're going we to oh, freeze it right there. Yep, whoa. yep. I'm going to get you every time. <laughs> He's stupid. Yes, yes, yes. I got a whole desk. We got to get you off of that. Off of, uh -uh. No, 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 man. We're going to be back more with Jay Marie Hill, man, who's been an anointed blessing to us all. Yes, indeed. Lady LP and yes, your man J5TH, right man. We'll be right back. <laughs> You ain't got no guacamole on you. It's a steak. Oh, I told the guac yet. Corny, corny aside on you. Yeah, let me know if I got. No, you good. Yes, 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 y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Come on, come on, come on. Y'all good? Yes, yes, y'all. And we don't we stop. Good. Yes. We good. How y'all feeling? Feeling good. I'm feeling. I'm. I'm excited about what's about to happen here. Yeah, me too. Good. I don't excited. know if people know, but it's happening. So it's it's, it's like here. the calm after the storm, and we're we're blessed and highly fortunate to have you here. Thank you. Yes, so much. yes. Because this is breakthrough, man. This is what we call breakthrough. This is a breakthrough period in mm -hmm. patio politics, and I feel it coming, man. Because you you in here preaching, Jay. <laughs> most, no, for real, most definitely. The, the Most <laughs> High has had His hands on you before you even came out the womb. Yes, man. Yes, yes, yes. I know that now. Yes. And then when you look back at it, like, just answer this. Is Was it all worth it? You know what? It was all worth it. Mm -hmm. And the reason I say it was all worth it is because I grew up, like I said, I grew up in church. Mm -hmm. But you grow up and you hear the saints say, he's a burden bearer. Yes. He's a heart fixer. He's a mind regulator. Mm. He's a doctor in the sick room. Yes. He's a lawyer in the courtroom. <laughs> you grow up hearing that. And I remember when I was going through all of this, I said, Lord, I heard Mother McCurdy say that you're all of these things, but can you be that for me? Hmm. Yeah, real talk. <laughs> Man. Can you be that for me? Right. So guess what? I have my own testimony. Yes. So I know what God can do for myself. Can't nobody tell me what God cannot do. Yeah. yeah. He is a mind regulator. Why, Jay? Because he regulated my mind. Message. Come on. He is a heart fixer. Why? Because my heart was in a million pieces. Message. Come on. And he mended my broken heart. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Come on. Okay. He's a doctor in the sick room. Why? Because I watched my mother fight cancer for many, many years and God blessed her. Okay? I watched my son suffer, my oldest son suffer with lupus. Mm -hmm. And at the age of 12, they said that he wouldn't live to be 16 and he's 36 now. Glory to God. Yeah. That's how I know. Yeah. Come on. Okay? He's a lawyer in the courtroom. Why? How do you know he's a lawyer in the courtroom? Because my son was looking at 30 plus years in prison, but God said not so. Come on, man. Not today. Right. That's how I know. Come on. So nobody can tell me what God can't do. 
The problem is you won't trust him. You won't trust him. The problem is you won't give him the same opportunity that you would give another person Message. to do what you need him to do. Mm-hmm. You rely on People. this person, yeah. that person, yeah. to do what you need. Oh, I need to pay my light bill, but I don't have the money, so I'm going to call sister so-and-so. I'm going to call my aunt. I'm going to call this. I'm gonna call... What about God? Have you asked him? Mm-hmm. We rely on people who are not called. <laughs> we rely on people that are not called Come for on. your purpose exactly. in that moment. Yeah. Because trust me, whatever you need in that moment, God knows. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. a matter of trusting him. I'm not discrediting anybody. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if you really trust God and give him the opportunity to do what that is you need him to do, he would do it. The problem is we won't give him the opportunity. We won't trust him enough. Mm -hmm. If you're sitting on that chair, you know that chair is going to hold you up when you sit on it, right? I trust it. That's trusting God. Mm -hmm. You trust that these screws and the glue and whatever is holding that chair together is going to hold your weight when you sit on it. Mm -hmm. Correct. That's how we trust God. We got to trust him that same way. Really, just that simple. Mm -hmm. That's how we trust God. And I trust it. That's all you got to do is trust and understand that your life is not about you. Yeah. It's not about you. You're here for a purpose. Mm -hmm. You have to serve it. And what is that purpose? Mm -hmm. To impact the life of someone else. Come on now. And as you impact, God will impact yours with the things that you need. Come on Mm -hmm. now. And sometimes, sometimes the things that you want. Come on, come on, come on. Come on now. Come on, I don't think they get that. And speaking of the things you want, so we in the, we in the, we in the store, right? We in the store. Okay, okay. On my lunch break. I like that, J. <laughs> Come on, man. We in the store on my lunch break. I'm running to this handsome young man by the name of Rod. Okay. My high school sweetheart. Go ahead, Rod. Hot Rod. Okay. Yep. My best Hot friend. Rod. Yeah. Hot Rod. He's my best friend. Come on. I run into Rod. And Rod says, hey, girl. I said, hey, friend, how are you? <laughs> he didn't tell me that he knew that I was divorced. He was playing games. Uh, he knew he did. How on, you, how's the husband doing? How's the kids? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> right, just Shout being a gentleman Rod. like yeah. he was. Yeah. <laughs> how the husband? How's your husband? How's married life? And me being who I am, mm-hmm. it's okay. Yes, it's good. holding up, yeah. It's, it's good. It's all right. <laughs> I said, what you been up to? Nothing. He still didn't tell me that my mama said, go get your wife. She divorced. Mm-hmm. He didn't tell me that. He's probably okay. in that store every day waiting for you to come. <laughs> so I said, I said to him, I said, he said, I see you still a church girl. I said, you already know. Okay. You know Mother Lee didn't play. Come on. <laughs> you know she would come after you with her hammer and her bat and whatever else. <laughs> I said, so you know me. I said, I'm a church girl. That's all I know. I don't know nothing else. So I'm going to go back to what I know and what I'm comfortable with. And I'm comfortable being a church girl because hmm. that's what they call me in school. An OCG, original church girl. Hey. Uh, OCG. That's what they call me, an OCG. Yes. And, and I'm OK with that. Yes. Ma'am. OK. And you down with OCG? Yeah, yeah you know. Come on, uh-huh. man. Come on, I'm an OCG. Yes. Yes. Original church girl. He said, oh, that's good. That's good. He said, you look good. You look good. I said, yes. I said, you know what? As a matter of fact, I said, we in a revival. I said, won't you come? I said, you would really be blessed. Why did I say that? I don't know. But it just it just came out. You were still liking him and you missed him as well. Or were you just really like, hey, friend? I was just like, hey, friend. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. She was over. We're in a revival. You know, come you want to come? Come in. 
He was like, you never invited me to church before. I said, listen, we grown now. We ain't no little kids. Yeah. <laughs> I said, come and come to the revival. It's right down the street from your house, blah, blah, blah. He said, okay. Gave me his number. And guess what? His number was the same as it was when we were kids. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> same as it was when we were kids. He comes to the revival. The Lord bless him. With you. No. <laughs> no, he didn't come with me. I had one of what I had one of the brothers to pick him up from the church. No, you said the Lord blessed him. I said oh, with you. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. 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 That one went over. That one went over. He came to church. God really blessed him. Um he he gave him gave his life to the Lord. Come on, man. That night, twenty years ago, gave his life to the Lord. And um he became my friend again. He became my friend. Um I called him, but this particular night, I had no desire to call him, though. I don't know why it just dropped in my spirit. Call him. I called him. I don't normally call nobody's house after 10 o'clock because mm -hmm. that's how I was raised. Mm -hmm. So I never call nobody's house after 10, mm -hmm. but my sister's, of course. Mm -hmm. I called him. His dad answered the phone. He goes, Rod, some gal on the phone. <laughs> of course, it was me. He Rod comes to the phone. He goes, hello. I said, hey, friend. <laughs> How you doing? He goes, uh, 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 dropping all kind of stuff, like nervous, like we Lord, in high school. Right. He was nervous. He was nervous. I said, um, I said, is is me? He was like, oh, uh, 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 um, 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 um. Didn't even know what to say. I shook him because he wasn't expecting me to call because he know my attitude. Like, mm -hmm. I don't, I don't have to, you know, I don't yeah. have to, you know. So he goes. Um, um, hey, hey, <laughs> I said, you're so silly. I said, Rob, we're not in high school no more. Why are you acting like that? He was like, I'm just shocked that you called me. I'm just shocked. And you calling me at 10 o'clock? I'm just shocked. He said, you never call nobody after 10. I said, it's all good. I said, hey, I was just calling to see how you was doing, blah, 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 blah. I don't know why I was led to call you, but here I am. And he goes, Hey, why don't we go have some coffee? I don't drink coffee, but okay. <laughs> I didn't say that to him. My husband said it's fine, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He said, well, why don't we go? Why don't we go have some coffee? You know, and just sit down and just talk, catch up for old times. I said, okay, that's fine, but I don't. I didn't tell him I don't drink coffee, but I didn't drink coffee. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. <laughs> that night, we talked from eleven o'clock until six a.m. I believe it. The next morning. Wow. It was literally like we had never split up. It was like mm. from high school all the way up to adults that we we've been together. It was the weirdest thing ever. And he says to me, he says, "Do you know what happened? Do you ever know what happened to me all those years?" I said, "No. I just thought that you know you want to break up with me. You didn't have the courage." Mm. He said, "No." He said, "I got busted in high school." It was a big drug bust, and I ended up going to a boys' camp. And my parents were so embarrassed because my husband comes from a well-to-do family. Mm. So, and he was the youngest, and he was the youngest. He said, my mom and my dad was embarrassed, and they said to me, you don't deserve that gal. She in church, she loved God, and you ain't nothing but trying to be a hoodlum. Wow. I said, what? He was like, yeah. My mom felt like you was too good for me, that I would mess your life up. 
He said, but guess what? She gave me all of your letters letters when I got out. I was like, what? He was like, she gave me every last one of your letters when I got out. He said, I read all your letters, but I couldn't come and talk to you because I saw that you was with Greg. I saw that you was pregnant. I saw that, you know. So I never, I just felt like I lost you. He was crying. I was crying, you know. Wow. He said, and I told God I would never marry anyone if it wasn't you. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's so sweet. Mm -hmm. He said, and I'm going to tell you this right now. He said, if you would take me back, because mama told me you was divorced. I knew you was divorced when I saw you in the store. I was like, oh, my God. She told you I was divorced. He was (laughs) like, yeah, she told me, but I didn't say nothing. I didn't want to impede, you know. I figured you'll tell me. He said, but if you give me another chance, I promise you, every heartache that you experienced, every letdown that you experienced, all the years that we were apart, I will make it up to you if you give me another chance. He asked me to marry him that night. Wow. Damn, Rod, Jesus. That night. Because I was concerned about what people think and what people say. You said no. I said no. Rod has never, ever, in all the years I've known him, and I've known him 40, 44 years, in all the years I've known him, he has never, ever gave me a reason to doubt him. Hmm. Everything I know about him has been nothing but he's a gentleman, he's a gentleman, he's a gentleman. But I kept saying no for six months. I kept saying no, kept saying no, kept saying no. And then finally, the Lord let me know, it's okay you can say yes within that six months we talked about everything I divulged to him everything that I experienced as a kid I divulged all of that to him we talked about young adulthood going through marriage and getting a divorce and the infidelity in the relationship the abuse in the relationship we talked about everything it was like my best friend was back. Mm-hmm. My best friend was back. We said I do without nobody knowing. But I hadn't brought him around my kids yet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. And he was still at his mom's house. And he said, when I saw you in the store, he said that day that I saw you in the store, I thought about committing suicide. Wow. He said, because my husband, he said, because I was going through so much. I lost my good job of 13 years. I had a crazy baby mama going through some drama with that. Won't let me see my kid. He's older than you? Mm -mm. We're the same age. Mm -hmm. But he went through some things. Lost his good job of 13 years, feeling like He's a nobody feeling like he's he let his parents down because he have, you know, come from a good family. Mm-hmm. He's the youngest. They had high hopes for him because everybody else was doing good, you know. Um, and he just felt, he said he felt like nobody would miss him. He said, and when I saw you in the store, I knew that God was giving me a second chance. Mm-hmm. He said, but all these years, I believed that you would be the person I would marry. I didn't know when or how it was gonna happen because I knew you was married. Mm, Right. He said, I didn't know when and I didn't know how, but I knew, I knew that God was going to bless me with you. I knew it. 
He wow. said, there was no doubt in my mind. I knew that I was going to get another chance. He said, because I believed God that hard. Damn. We said, I do. You had to be patient. Months later, I finally introduced him to the kids. My boys, of course, was mm -hmm. um, very, very, very against it. <laughs> I'm certain they was. Like, who's this, man? He was like, no, no. Mm. Man, you do anything to my mama, man, you're going to have to deal with us. <laughs> this is how it is. I don't watch my, my oldest. I don't watch my mom go through some stuff. And she ain't going through nothing no more. Mm -hmm. This is what it is. You can deal with that. <laughs> then, then you could be with my mama. Well, why did my husband humble himself to my sons? Got on his knees and humbled himself to my, my sons and said, I would never mistreat her. I love her, always have, and God gave me another chance and I'm gonna prove to y'all that I love y'all too. Cause me marrying her, I'm marrying y'all too. Mm -hmm. You not my stepsons, you are my sons. Come on, Rob. Damn. Guess what? <laughs> it's been that way, huh? It's been that way ever since. Wow. It's been that way ever since. We've had some ups and downs. Everybody do. With our son, with my sons. Mm -hmm. And you want me to go into that? Yes. The ups and downs with my sons. I alluded to earlier that my oldest son, 36 years old, he had he had lupus, and the lupus was so bad. Rod and I was married at this time. The lupus was so bad that the doctor said, it took them two years to diagnose him. The doctor said, he will be lucky if he lived to see 16 years old. Everybody that I know had lupus passed. Mm -hmm. But my son, God kept him here. When my son turned 18, this is where Embrace the Struggles come in again. Mm -hmm. When my son turned 18, he was kicking it with some friends and ended up getting in trouble. Mm -hmm. some, some of the guys he was with that he didn't know, he was with two guys and they invited other people. Those guys did a robbery, was with my son, had my son to pump his trunk and they put the guns in, the, in his trunk. But instead of him getting out of the car, going around to see what these people put in his he trunk, in mm -hmm. he just stayed in he the car, like, pumped his yeah. trunk. Yeah. Only to find out it was a bunch of weapons, sawed-off guns that was used in a robbery. I remember going to court, and the judge said, "We're gonna teach him a lesson. Mm -hmm. I don't care that you came from a good family, because we were telling him raised in church." Mm -hmm. Came from a good family, blah, blah, blah. We got all kind of letters and just... Mm -hmm. The judge looked at them letters and said, I don't care that you came from a good family. I'm going to teach you a lesson. Gave my son five years in prison. Five. In state prison. Wow. I don't know how that would make any mother feel. Man. But me as a mother, seeing your son go to prison and he's a sickly son... Yeah. He's not a healthy son. He's a sickly son. To see my son go to prison was hurtful in itself. But then to have family members on his father's side say that you ain't no saint. How you let your sick son go to prison? You got that big old house and that pool in the backyard. Sell that house and get your son an attorney. 
I felt less again. Yeah, again, that PTSD. Felt less than a mother. Yeah. Mental health is no joke. It's not a joke. Doesn't matter if it's depression, if it's PTS, if it's anxiety. Yes. Mental it's no joke. mental health mental period is, is no joke. Everybody deal with certain diagnoses differently. Okay. He go to prison. I'm being bashed. Now, mind you, I can't get a refi loan on the house because I just got that to get the pool in the backyard. So I had nothing, no money, no nothing to get an attorney. So we had to rely on a public defender. Oh, man. My we son, already know how they play. Mm-hmm. My son ended up getting five years. In that five years, and it's, this is in the book. In that five years, my son went blind. The lupus. Wow. He went blind. Wasn't able to, went blind for three months. Wasn't able to walk. So he had to rely on inmates. Yeah, to help him. To help him. Wow. To feed him, to help him shower, to walk him to and from the yard, to walk him to the shower. He developed gangrene several times, a couple times, because he's walking on the floor mm-hmm. in the shower mm-hmm. and there's urine, mm-hmm. there's feces. Yeah. Just, I mean, he's had several staph infections. Why? And I'm calling up there and they don't tell me that my son is in Vegas in a local hospital in emergency room because he almost died. Wow. Oh, they don't? No. Wow. And all the while, I'm trying to embrace. Yeah. Yeah. Lord, I know you won't put no more on me than I can bear. Can bear. Yeah. I know you won't. Yeah. But how can I make it through this? And he said to me, count it not strange hmm. when you fall into diverse, Come on. diverse temptations, hmm. diverse trials, diverse situation. I'm going through several things. I got a teenage daughter now that's running away, doing stuff she ain't got no business doing, hmm. dealing with that. Now I got a son that's in prison a sick son that's fighting for his life in a local hospital and nobody tell me. Wow. Until one of the inmates called me and say, have the in, have the, the prison called you and said that Greg is down up in Vegas at a local hospital? I said, no. Nobody called me and told me anything. Miss J, he's been in the hospital for three weeks now. I called up to the hospital where he where the inmate told me he was and they said to me oh um he's just been released no he wasn't released they just would not give me information on him wow so to deal with that for five years then i have another teenage son this was on right after my son turned 18 so i ended up getting custody of his son the girl just gave me the baby my 18 year old right after he went to prison the young lady gave me custody of my son's son so I have custody of my son's son stressing out about my 18 year old who just finished school and on his way to prison well in prison fighting for his life two years into that my baby boy God has blessed him with an amazing voice 
amazing. Well, all of us sing and play instruments. But my baby boy have an amazing voice. And he had just got an audition with 106 in Park. He was going to be on one. Well, he did an audition. He was going to be on 106 in Park. But he's arrogant. He's tall, dark, and handsome. Deep dimples. And I can sing. So, of course, he wilder women. Because he can sing. Yeah. And he kind of handsome, you know. Arrogant. Braggadocious about his opportunities that God is blessing him with. What do you think happened? I snatched. Well, shortly after he was about to, we were about to head to New York. In the midst of all of this, he catch a case. <sighs> My oldest son in prison for two years already. Now we going up to prison visiting him. I'm taking my son Josh up there to go visit him. And now my baby boy is on his way to prison where his big brother is. Wow. Done blew his singing career. And now he on his way to prison. Now I'm broken. These are children that were raised in the church. Church is all they know. And the enemy began to browbeat me hmm. and tell me, hmm, you thought you was doing good by raising them in church. See, that didn't do no good. Because look at hmm. them. They still thugs. They yep. still this. They still that. My youngest son was angry and resentful hmm. because of the stuff he saw his father do. Very angry. And he would act out. And when he got angry... He became very violent. Now, he was a type of kid that mind his own business. He didn't cause no confusion. But if you brought it to him, he was going to finish. Yeah, he was going to get it right. So I'm hurt and I'm feeling like I was a horrible mother because my daughter is doing crazy stuff. My two sons are in prison. My youngest son messed up his singing career. Look at me. And Rod, being the gentleman that he is, mm. boo, I'm with you. These are our sons. I'm with you. God is going to strengthen us through this. Come on now. God is going to help us through this. I'm believing God. This is Rod. Mm. I'm believing God. Boo, you a great mother. Boo, don't let this tear your spirit down. Mm-hmm. I need you. Don't Don't let this tear you down. You can, you can make it through this. I was hurt. I was devastated. Because I'm like, I thought I was doing good. Doing I raised them right. in church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We weren't church hopping. <laughs> we were in the same church. I thought I was doing good. I thought I did right by them. Because even when different ones said, leave. But the Lord let me know if you leave, you're going to be damaging your kids. If you leave, if you leave church, you're going to be handing, basically handing them over to the enemy. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to be basically throwing your kids in the fire. So I stayed put. Hmm. I continued to go and to raise them in church. But it took God to tell me and to help me to understand that you can train up a child in the way he should go. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then when he is old, mm-hmm. 
He won't depart from the training that you gave him. Message. So you did the best that you could with the skill set that you had. That you had. That you had. Okay? Yeah. And you raised them in church. So to him mm-hmm. that know to do good and do it not, to him it's a what? Yeah. Sin. Sin. Mm. Yep. Yep. You doing that thing that you know you shouldn't be doing, son, you know that that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Same. Okay. So the Lord let me know he's going to go to prison, but I won't kill him. Yeah. He won't die in prison. He won't die. And I'm going to give him another chance at his singing career. Mm. Okay. Yeah. My son was a good boy he was so good it was unbelievable like this is like the best little kid ever like he's not real yeah and my mother said to me joshua is such a good little boy that when he get older he's gonna give you hell (laughs) guess what my mama's words came Mm. true (laughs) real quick real quick y'all we're gonna come back Gonna take a quick break and we'll be back, man. We got more with Jay Marie Hill. It's getting real. It's getting real. <laughs> LP, the host, Jay Fifth, Patio Politics. We'll be right back. Ah, oh, man, yo, what's the deal? Live, live energy up in here. It's the Patio Politics, and you already know we right here with my boy Jay Fifth. It's me, LP, the host. I got Miss Jay Marie Hill right here, and she's keeping it all the way real. Shout out to our DJ, DJ Infant Jay. Yeah, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Yes. So we was talking about Josh, man, before we went into that break. Joshua is um, very talented. So. Yes. We were talking about how talented he is and the opportunities that God had blessed him with for his talent, but he ended up getting himself in a situation Mm -hmm. which caused him to go to prison for uh, seven years. I believe it was seven years. Mm -hmm. Seven years he went to prison. um, While in prison, he was exposed to a lot of things that... He shared some things with me and some things he hasn't shared with me because he said it's too traumatic. Hmm. Even for him, it's traumatic. And um, Mm -hmm. so one thing I will share with you is that he did see a dear friend of his that was an inmate of his die in his arms. Wow. Having an asthma attack and the guards not running to get him help or to get him his his asthma pump. And he died in my son's arms. So that was uh, my son said that was very traumatic for him. And he often says to me, prison is no life for nobody. I said, well, no, God didn't create you to be in a cage. Exactly. Mm -mm. That's for an animal, right? um, So if I could say one thing to the parents, it's don't beat yourself up for the decisions that your children make. Mm -hmm. Especially when you know that you did all yeah. that you know how. You yeah. Did what you, yeah, exactly. yeah. And you didn't expose your kids to certain things. For an example, I didn't expose my kids to me drinking and smoking and partying. And I didn't expose them different men in and out of the house. Yeah. I didn't expose my kids to any of that. So don't beat yourself up because I was beating myself up. Mm-hmm. 
that I was a horrible parent and and I didn't do enough. Well, I see, did the best I could with what I had. Right. And there's no book that comes with this. So it's it's kind of like, a, you know, you have to just kind of play it by feelings or, you know. Mm -hmm. And do the best that you can. Yeah. Mm -hmm. At the end of the day. With what you have. Mm. And then seek a higher power. If you don't believe in God, I believe in God. If you, whatever your higher power is. Yeah. Seek that higher power to give you guidance on what's the best direction for your family. And that goes with learning a new set of skills. Yeah. Right. Because each generation is different. Exactly. So the same set of skills you saw your parent use with you. Mm -hmm. It's not all the time going to work with you and yours. Mm. And that was one thing that God echoed in my ear constantly. Is that I need to learn a new set of skills. Parenting skills. Mm. Okay. Right. And if you keep that in mind, I think you'll be able to embrace whatever comes your way as it relates to your kids. Hmm. Come on now. You'll be able to embrace it. Hmm. No longer beating yourself up, but training your child up in the way he should go. And when he is old enough, you need to understand that he's going to make his own decisions. It's no more mom is making me do this, this and that. Yeah. Now I can do yeah. it if I want to. And yeah. if I don't, I ain't doing it. I ain't going to church because yeah. I don't have to because yeah. I'm grown now. Mm -hmm. So I got out of the beating myself up stage. Very much so true. So what about um, <clears throat> can we are we jumping the gun when we talk about the momager stuff? Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I want to talk. We jumping. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about this condition. Androgenetic? Yes. Alopecia. Yes, and, and let the people know for those oh, that okay, don't know. Oh, okay, that's right. I see. Androgenetic yeah. alopecia is an autoimmune disorder. Mm-hmm. Okay? It attacks the hair follicles. Mm -hmm. um, I lost my, started losing my hair um, when I was probably about 37. It's when I first noticed that my hair was coming out. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was 40, I'm going to say about 45. By the time I was 45, I was completely bald um, with just a little hair in the back mm -hmm. where the crown is. Mm -hmm. And nobody knew I was bald. My children didn't know. Nobody knew I was bald but Rod, my mm -hmm. husband. Mm -hmm. And he loved me just as I am. Mm -hmm. Yes. And being a licensed hairstylist, I was able to camouflage my baldness. Mm -hmm. So nobody never imagine that Jay whose hair is always fly that she's bald mm -hmm. but I was and I got to a point where I was tired of hiding it I was tired of I was just tired mm -hmm. and I wanted something different and at the age of 50 um I think I had to be 52 at the age of 52 I just decided that you know what Black Panther came out and, you know, mm -hmm. the women in there were bald, strong black women. And I said, I wonder how I would look as a bald church girl. Uh, <laughs> and I contemplated on it for a couple of years. And I said to my husband, I said, baby, I said, what you think about me just letting everybody know I'm bald? I don't know, boo. I don't know. Do you really want to do that? I don't know. <laughs> I said, but do you think I'm going to look different? He said, no, you're always going to be beautiful to me. Yeah. With hair or without it, you're beautiful without to me. Yeah, that's right. That's I right. said, but what you think the kids going to think? You think they're going to be embarrassed that I'm bald? They're going to be embarrassed to go out with me? 
He said, yeah, I think they'll be embarrassed to go out with you if you was bald. <laughs> but I thought about it and I thought about it. And then I said, you know what? It's a condition. Mm-hmm. I'm not bald to make a statement, a fashion statement. I'm bald because I have a disorder. Yeah. <laughs> I have, I'm bald because my hair won't grow no more. That's why I'm bald. I'm not bald because of Black Panther. I'm bald because I have a condition. Mm-hmm. Alopecia. Androgenetic, meaning that it was handed down to me. Hmm. So that's why I'm bald. Mm-hmm. So I had the courage. I had the courage to. I said, the only way I'm going to do this is if I go live. Yeah. <laughs> I told my husband, I said, I'm going to go live tomorrow and I'm going to let Skylar cut my hair off. Hmm. Well, guess what? <laughs> I went live on Instagram last year. The beginning of last year, I went live. I think it was last year or the year before last. I, I, don't I think, I think it was last year. So I went live, and I'm in the bathroom. I get the clippers. I give my daughter the clippers, and um, I just do a little gesture like, <laughs> like this is me. Skylar got the clippers. She started cutting the back of the hair off, and ironically. From that video, mm-hmm. everybody started reaching out to me. Wow. I From that video, I ended up getting signed by three agents. Wow. <laughs> I got a modeling agent. Wow. I got Come a commercial on, agent. <laughs> <laughs> I got a, a theatrical agent. Mm-hmm. Booked my first movie. Mm-hmm. Three wow. months ago, I filmed for a whole week. What? The film, the movie comes out this year. Come on now. Come I'm on. like, come on now. <laughs> Walking in your purse. I'm like the very thing that I was embarrassed about, the very thing that I felt inadequate about. Mm-hmm. Just open up all took these doors. Me so many places, was yeah. the very thing that opened up so many doors for me. Yes. Because I've been auditioning back and forth to L.A. ever since. Come on now. My very first audition, I booked it, and it was for a feature film. And I'm in a full scene with full lines and all of that. Come on. (laughs) And guess what else? And I'm bald Mm -hmm. in that movie. Exactly. Exactly. You never know what people are looking for. I said, God, you are amazing. Come on now. Now, Let me me ask you this. Now, was this your first time stepping into the acting? It was not my first time. Okay. Stepping okay. into the acting. Okay. okay. I have a little one that's an actor. Got yes. Dominique. <laughs> <laughs> She's an actor. So I've been around the industry since mm-hmm. Skylar was three. Yes. Since she was three years old and she's 13 now. So I've been around the industry for a while now. Yeah. And it was about time somebody said to me, because <laughs> I've been asked several times, why don't you act or why don't you do this? And why? And I was in a couple of films she was in. Wow. As a, a backgrounder. Yeah, yeah. I was in a few. <laughs> I'm thinking about Course of the Judge. Yeah. I was in, yes, I was in <laughs> yo, a few yo. as a backgrounder, but never up front mm-hmm. with wow. lines. Right. But it has opened up so many doors for me. Wow. Just being me. Yeah, being brave. Just being you. Yeah. Just being me. So I make custom wigs for people that suffer with hair loss. And the beautiful thing about my custom units is you don't need got to be. Come on. You don't need gel. You don't need glue. All you need is a custom unit Strap. with an adjustable band. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the unit is measured to your 
measurements. That's wow. what you call custom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real mm-hmm. talk. Yeah. Okay. Come on now. So, come on, come on. Look at you. Mm-hmm. Come on. <laughs> and I'm in here today with one, and I'm sure many of you probably thought, oh, her hair is nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. But it's a custom unit because your girl is bald completely. Right. Completely bald. Mm-hmm. I had the opportunity to do a wig for um, a film that Skylar was in. Mm-hmm. So, which is wonderful. Yes. American Gangster. Yes. Oh, wow. Trap Queens. Mm-hmm. Come on. Y'all man. saw that one? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Perion Roberts. Yet. See, I ain't seen that one. The Perion Roberts episode. I haven't, but I know mm-hmm. about it. Wow. My daughter's in that one. Nice. Mm-hmm. And and the young lady that's that's playing big Perion, I assisted with her unit. Come on now. Mm-hmm. Because <laughs> I just so happens to carry my license with me. Yeah. I have a, a a credit card size license. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. So yeah. I carry I carry that with me because you never know mm-hmm. when I'm gonna be needed when Who's I'm on that? set. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I just I carry with me to let them know. Oh, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I have if, you a stay, if you stay ready, you don't gotta get ready. I stay ready. Come on. So I'm I'm very blessed. Man. I'm very blessed to be doing what I love to do and found in a brand new career. Yes. Um, as I stated earlier, my degree is in psychology. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. It's in psychology, but I also have a license to do hair for over 30 years. Wow. So always kept my license current because I give back to my community free yeah. hair services. Wow. Come so I always man. kept my license current. Mm-hmm. Come on. Nice. Jeez. Like now let's get into the momager stuff now. Yeah, let's get into that, man. Super <laughs> okay. duper momager. Yes. 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 What is that whole oh, man? Just being a parent, man, and the auditions and learning the lines. What is that whole experience like? It's like a job for you. It is. Um. It is a job. Mm-hmm. It is a job on top of a job. Um, for me, traveling back and forth to LA. Um. <laughs> I know the town now because yeah. I've been coming so much. So much now. You I've been coming so much. So I pretty much know the town. I know my way around. And um, it's been an amazing journey. Um, I've been exposed to so many wonderful people and just children, child actors. And we've ran up on some divas too now, some oh, yeah. little child divas that um, weren't so nice. Yeah. You know, um, but it has been an amazing journey. Mm-hmm. And to see to see Skylar's growth has just been phenomenal. Yes. When I see her on yeah. set, it amazes even me, and I'm her mother. I get chill bumps when I see her in certain roles. She loves the um, real dramatic roles because she likes to show her range of acting Mm -hmm. and that's what she's been blessed to do more of not very much um many roles in comedy but theatrical is where she's i think that's her niche is the theatrical and of course she's a beast on the runway because that's where she started so that's her first love modeling so how old was she when she started the modeling she started modeling when she was three but she started getting paid when she was six come on man (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> she wow. started getting paid when she was six. Okay. So she had her first experience in um, Las Vegas at the uh, True Religion fashion show when they were launching their children's line. Wow. So she launched their line in Las Vegas at the fashion show mall. And from there, she was able to um, model in Fashion Week in New York. Wow. So she's done a few. Skylar has oh, been Skyler. on a, she's on a few Dominique. stages. <laughs> 
<laughs> so Skyler has been very blessed to be on a few stages. So uh-huh. I'm I'm really blessed. And like I said, she amazes me mm. all the time. Man. And I tell her that. I said, Skyler, I said, you just you amaze me. She's all oh, mommy. But she really does. Yeah. She amazed me at her talent. And to say that her initial beginning, she didn't have a whole lot of training, but she had the desire and knew what she wanted, even at an early age. Mm -hmm. And how she's able to jump into character so freely, it amazes me. (laughs) It really does. At an early age, when she I'm talking when she first started, the acting piece of it. When she booked her first commercial in Vegas, it was a local commercial for a financial company for kids to go to college. And she just it's like she had been acting forever. But she never had acting lessons. (laughs) Never. So she's amazing. And and I told her, I said, I can't wait to see you at sixteen. Man. I just I can't and she's 13 now and I just cannot wait I cannot wait to see her at 16 I told her I said if you just keep God first Mm -hmm. and keep going in the direction that you're going and and stay humble Mm -hmm. you are going to be a beast I can see you being Angela Bassett one day no real talk I said I could see that for you she said you can mommy I said Mm -hmm. yes Skylar yes baby I can see you but she's amazing. It just, it amazes me. Nice. Wow. Constant traveling. Yeah. I love to travel, believe it or not. I love the traveling. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the, the spare the moment. You know, mm-hmm. we got to be in LA today or tomorrow. Today. I love that. You know, I love that. We used to jump on a plane and fly, but I said, you know what? Mm-mm. We coming down here too much. We fit to start driving. <laughs> and my husband works for the Marriott, so it works out great. So oh, we yeah. stay so at the Marriott. Good. We oh. get those oh, good yeah. discounts, Come you know. On. We stay in some beautiful hotels here, know you know. Right. Hey, I know right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the pants. So it's been wonderful, and that movie that I that I filmed, mm-hmm. Rod and Skyler was in that. Oh, so wow. they're actually in a scene where they're arguing with each other. <laughs> he's That's dropping dope. he's dropping her off at school, and she's backlashing with him. How Rob something do, about How Rob do? He did good. He, he did was nervous. How <laughs> <laughs> Rob do? He was nervous. He said, "Boo, I was so nervous because I filmed on different days from them. They mm-hmm. filmed together for two days, and then the rest of the days I filmed. So he was like, it was so much fun being on set, and but I was so nervous, boo. I was scared I was gonna do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. I said, it's okay. You knew. Wow. You knew to it. Wow. You knew to it, so it's okay. But he loved it. He oh, loved it. I said, are you willing to do it again? He said, no. Nah, he good? He good? One and done? Nah. Man. He said, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so I know I know you was mentioning, um, as we conclude, I want to get this in. You was talking about a part two to the book or just another book? Um, like a, a part to two? Or? A part two to the book? Mm-hmm. It's, it's dealing with embracing struggles mm-hmm. because it's more on the lines of the trials and the ups and downs of being an, a foster and an adoptive parent. Mm, okay. Because what I noticed is you don't see the downside of being a foster and adoptive parent. Yeah. You see all the lovely parts of it. Yeah. You see yeah. all the glitz and the glam parts of it, but you don't see the parts where the family is in a turmoil after bringing damaged children into their home yeah and it causes a rift in the biological family biological yeah wow especially when the children still have a connection with their other family Mm. 
So the trials and the ups and the downs and the struggles of being a foster and adoptive parent that you have to deal with. And that goes along the lines of it's important to understand that you have to develop a new set of parenting skills. Yes. Yeah. Because the same skills that you use with your children and your mother use with you, you can't use those with somebody else's kids because they were being raised outside of your household a certain way. Yeah. And you, as the the newcomer, have to develop a whole new set of skills. Mm -hmm. So there's lovely parts of it and there's hurtful parts of it. Mm -hmm. Very hurtful parts of it. When you're trying all your best to love someone that's constantly rejecting your love. Mm -hmm. Wow. Constant rejection. And it's not, at the end of it, it's not about you. It's the feeling of rejection from those that said that they love me and they will be there for me. Mm -hmm. It's the rejection from the biological family Mm. that they feel. It's the unsettled hurt from the biological family that they feel when they see that you've developed a whole new family and had another child. And you're going on with your life. So it's it's that what they're feeling that they're acting out because at the end of the day, they're kids. Mm-hmm. And we can't expect a child to act out trauma like we would as an no. adult because we know how to maintain our composure. I mean, some of us do. We know how to maintain our composure in a way that it doesn't infringe on someone else's time yeah. and freedom. Yeah. Yeah. But kids don't know that. All they know is I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. And I need you to understand that I'm hurting. So mm. embracing that. Yeah. And, and and being able to love in spite of. Yeah. Being able to show compassion in spite of. Mm. I'm going to spit in your face and call you all kind of bees. Mm-hmm. But still being able to love. I still love you. I still want you to be here and they still do everything in their power to destroy what you built with your family yeah because it's not theirs it's not their yeah. actual family and, that's, and, it, and that's, it, that goes back to you saying about the unconditional mm-hmm. love unconditional love, love. Right. unconditional love has no conditions it's, and then you have people in the ear saying that's not your real family Y'all yeah. need to run away from there. Yeah, see? Nah. That's not your real family. They don't care nothing about you. They don't care nothing about you. Look how they live in large. Yeah, see? Now, let me ask you this, right? For those that's watching, if somebody was to ask you, like, these struggles, man, seem to turn you into this this, this superwoman. Because if you look at a lot of things that you've overcame, mm-hmm. the average mm-hmm. person would break. Would break. Or they would have mm-hmm. killed themselves. Or they wouldn't have been able to make it. So if somebody is watching, you know, and I know they listening and watching, because mm-hmm. now we're in a time of service, serving people. How could you serve and what could you give them to continue that fight or to continue to push? The first thing I would give them is a listening ear hmm. and not pass judgment on Come them. On. Come on. Have a compassionate heart to understand that just because I weathered my storm a certain way don't mean that you can weather it that same exact way Exactly. Mm-hmm. so I have to be humble enough and empathetic enough to understand that you are you 
and I'm me and love you in the position that you are in in that moment and be all that I could be for you in that moment while sharing with you baby this is what I did I don't know if you want to do this but but this is what I did to get through that yeah. This is how I handled that. Yes, I was hurt. Yes, I was broken. Yes, I was torn apart. Yes, I felt like giving up. But this is what I did. It was hard at first. But I was persistent. Yeah. I kept doing it until I started getting some type of resolve. Yeah. Until I started feeling better. Mm-hmm. Until the load started getting a little lighter. Mm-hmm. Until I started feeling a little better. I didn't stay in a dark place. And I would tell them, don't stay in a a dark place. Get around people and environments that give you hope. Mm -hmm. Don't stay by yourself because that's when the enemy is able to breed discord. Yes. That's when the enemy is able to breed depression. Yes. Yes. I felt depressed at some at, at some point, several times. Yes, I felt like giving up. Mm-hmm. But you have to listen to that little small voice that says, "Giving up is not the answer." It's not. I just believe that, and I would tell them this: I just believe that every human being have a conscious, mm-hmm. and that conscious will tell you. That you don't have to give up. Real spill. Real spill. I just believe that. Mm -hmm. I may be wrong. Some may disagree with me. But I just believe that if you really want things to get better, if you have enough cognizant to really desire for things to get better, you will know. Mm -hmm. And that little voice will tell you, okay, you got to get out of this environment. Yeah. Because it's killing your spirit. Yeah, real talk. I want to tell you this, man. I admire your will and dedication to continue. Yes. As a man, as a black man, as a parent, I do and I salute you. And I'm going to give you your goddamn motherfucking roses because you deserve it. This is the, when, when, you, when you hear a story like yours, it's so impactful. Why? Because these, these are things that we only grow up seeing in movies or hear mm-hmm. folklore mm-hmm. about or read. This is a biblical story. Mm-hmm. When you look at the anointed ones that the Most High has called and chose to to, to lead the way, yes. it's a story like that. Mm-hmm. The degradation you've experienced, the, the the torment, the molestation, and still being able to stand here, mm-hmm. man, you deserve it all. Thank you. Continue to go. Thank you. With a smile, look at it. Nah, real talk. <laughs> Thank you. Real With talk. A smile. Because your journey isn't over. You have way more work to do. Yes. And yeah, man. I have a true Friday. desire. I will say this. I have a true desire to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. You know, I have a true desire to be a help. Mm-hmm. And to just give a word to somebody. A word of encouragement to let them know troubles don't last always. No, it doesn't. Come on now. Message. Come on. Troubles don't last always. Yeah. It doesn't. I mean, in that moment, it seems like it. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It just seems like this is not going to end. But yeah. But it does come to an end. It does. So the quicker you embrace it, mm-hmm. the quicker you embrace it, the quicker you'll be out of it. Come on now. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs>
J. Marie Hill, let the people know how they can get in contact with you if they want to reach out for words of encouragement to get the book. How can they follow you? Hold that book up LP to that camera so they can see. Let us know. Let us know. (laughs) You can follow me on Instagram at J. Hill or B. Crowned Custom Units. I am on Facebook as J. Marie Hill and B. Crowned Custom Units. And the book is on Amazon. Come on. Amazon, the book is on Amazon. Embrace the struggles. Embrace the struggle. Make sure y'all get that. I'm about yes. to get my copy as soon as we exit out, man. We love to have you back. Make sure when uh when that that project drop and that other book drop, the second one, come back here. Definitely, want to be the first mm-hmm. here. Definitely, Please. definitely. That's definitely. your word. That's my word, man. Woman of God, come on, come on, come on. <laughs> so much for coming LP the host great interview man shout out to DJ Infant J IBJ Fifth man J Marie Hill embrace this struggle man we love you we appreciate you love we you thank too. you and we'll be seeing you soon man patio politics let's get it we hope you stay a while cause it's right for life trying to be part of your life we got whatever you like come on and just give us a try yeah cause it's right for life Trying to be part of your life We got whatever you like yeah. Come on and just give us a try Yeah. I said it's right up for life Come in with the shows that you like We trying to be the best on the mic DJ playing constant you like Yeah. It could be the start of your day Or maybe just the end of your night uh, uh. But if you rock it with us Patio politics is gonna do you right Oh Try, yeah. We hope you stay a while.